0: A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm
1: an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic.
0: Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism, one letter at a time. should do like a little rap <laughs> nah, let's be recovery sober rap.
1: together let's be sober together no i got <laughs> macklemore does that
0: he does doesn't he
1: yeah there's a guy out of eugene who i've known in the hip-hop community for a guy like almost 20 years his mm-hmm. uh ender one and he's he does recovery he's a recovery dude and he does hip-hop and he's fucking awesome he does Awesome recovery raps. I'm a 43 old man. It says recovery raps.
0: What um? I just I told I sent you that one video and it was just that corny as that recovery I
1: can't, rap. I can't, I can't remember it now. Oh, uh, was it like? Here's the thing you got to do: don't yes. drink and drive, yes. or you won't be alive. Or just don't drink at all.
0: Uh huh. That's basically yeah. it. Something uh, like that. Yeah. Um.
1: <laughs> pass me the rock. Pass me the ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't. Yeah, yeah. That's mm. how we roll with it now in 2018, mm. man. It's just, I just wonder why it's so, why it, maybe I guess
0: it just seems insincere.
1: It depends. I mean, it depends where you're coming from because corny rap could just be corny rap regardless of the subject matter. I mean, mm-hmm. those, you know, I don't know, those cats rapping about cough syrup and shit. I mean. Yeah. That's just just hella corny to me. But like I said, 43-year-old man, I I listen to Wu-Tang.
0: Wu-Tang's not about recovery.
1: No, they're not. No, unless you're recovering from, you know, getting shot in the staircase (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) from a dog bite or something.
0: Well, yeah, you know, and it's like I always... It's... I, I don't know. When we talk about all this different stuff and trying to make it sound... I hate for it to sound cliched. I yeah. hate for it to be, you know, when you hear something like the word mindfulness. Yeah, and you hear it a lot. Yeah, and you hear about mindful meditation and intentional speaking, or do you know what I mean? And so it, yeah. it, mm-hmm. it there's this overtone of, there's this whole language. You know, it beca- It's like it's a word in this. In this whole language of recovery, that just sounds so played out and so—or not even. Maybe that's not the right word, but do you know what I mean? That it's not. I know not, what you mean. Yeah, it's. It sounds it's, cliched and insincere, cliched. and
1: mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's
0: overused.
1: The device they go back to, right? But
0: and so, like, when I was thinking about it. We were going to talk about mindfulness, Boom. and how do you how do you talk about this? mindfully <laughs> i don't know how do you uh, talk about this pardon me. and not sound yeah not yeah, sound corny
1: mindful <laughs>
0: pardon me well
1: i mean there is a way to talk about it right so like if i look at the dictionary right because yes. i was even i today know the concept of mindfulness but i'm like how do i explain it how do mm-hmm. i explain it right and uh I like the second definition, which is a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging, accepting one's feelings, thoughts and bodily sensations used as a therapeutic technique. Right. So it's just basically living in the moment. So when I think when we put it in the context of recovery, you're not about you're not about what happened back then and you're not about what's going to happen in, over there in the future. You're kind of just about what's happening right now. But in a way, it's weird to define it like that because you have to carry around what you did back then a little bit. Well, you don't have to carry it around, but you have to be aware of it so that you don't make that same mistake again. Mm -hmm. But I think it's more like just I hate the term. I don't hate the term. I dislike the term living in the moment because once again, it's like a cliche. We're living within this moment, you know, Mm -hmm. but uh, it really is just being just completely aware of everything that's occurring around you and they're just happenings you know the steal from alan watts as he says it's just a happening these things mm-hmm. are just happening around you you know i i that's the way i look at mindfulness honestly they're not
0: they're not they're facts are they're not feelings yeah but these that's, things are just yeah i mean of course you have feelings and everybody has feelings and you're allowed and,
1: to you should have them yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, you don't should. not
0: have them uh, but I love the also, I mean, I was thinking about it too, about having to be self-aware. And so mindfulness is, is self-awareness is just sort of this, you're, you're, you're observing it, right? You're mm-hmm. saying, oh, I'm, I'm standing in line at the grocery store and maybe I should push my cart up a little bit further and stay out of the way. Or, oh, am I, if I'm not on my phone to make sure that I'm following all the social protocols within the world out there. And right. so this sort of this self awareness of what you're doing, how much space you're taking up, whether it's, you know, sitting on the bus or walking down the street and coming across somebody else. Mindfulness is having again that I used that word before, but having this intentionalness <laughs> to what you're doing, what you're thinking and in that moment. And not to not to say that you're going to disregard the bill that is due next week. No pay or, that shit. You know, you're going to completely forget about everything that you've done in the past that has brought you here. Because, I mean, remember that, that all those things that you you did in the past, they brought you right here. Right. Mm. I mean, your decisions and your choices, which had to have been at some point you turn the corner and they become much more mindful. So it's it's the next level of self-awareness. Yes. In in how I see it is that. It's okay. So not only am I not going to, you know, I'm going to make sure that I'm moving along in the grocery line, but I'm also now going to be, I'm not just going to be aware of it and say, okay, I got to do this. It's like, I'm going to be mindful of the things that I put in my grocery cart. I'm going to be mindful of the other people around me. If I can, you're almost in tune with you or that, you know, being more empathetic to people. Yeah. So you're like, okay, well I'm going to be mindful. And if this person needs help or if this person just needs me to be out of the way a little bit more, or if I can, if I can help move something along in this big giant world, a little bit better mm-hmm. and just make it better, you know, because I think that that's part of the mindfulness for me is the next level of self-awareness.
1: Right. Yeah. I have to agree with a lot of that. Actually, I at a, it resonates with me because I feel the same way. And it, it it's not really a uh, state of mind that I live in 24 hours a day. I don't know if that's attainable no. for me. It's really honestly a state of mind I have for maybe short 10 to 15 minute spurts every few hours where I'm like, oh, right. But I think there are things you can carry throughout your day. I, I, I really love what you said about the concept of empathy. You know, it's like a... You're, you know, like I, I got to use being in the rooms as an example, mm-hmm. but like being in the rooms and, you know, like we had discussed, like someone in the room is having a hard time and they share and it's a super negative, angry, pissed off share. And then that trickles down into the entire room. And then I try my hardest. I deliberately try my hardest to not feel pissed off at this person, but to empathize with that person because I've been there. I've totally been there. Or I could be there, you know, like, so it's mm-hmm. that sense of empathy, I think, is a really big corner, cornerstone of mindfulness. I think it's a lot of different things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Being empathetic and especially if somebody is feeling, you know, the only reason that I think a lot of people would even express that anger is because they feel comfortable or they feel safe to be able to do it. Yeah. And so rather than. Rather than somehow to, it just feels. Feeding the fire and lash out at them, or try to shut somebody up. Like, how can you? How can you defuse it in a way that doesn't judge somebody? How can you? How can you move along the song and try to find the plot? As the uh, mighty mighty bastones once said.
1: Right. I didn't know they said that. I I I don't like that band. Ah, (laughs) I don't dislike that band. Let me rephrase that because now I'm not being mindful. I um. Right. I just don't listen to them. I know the song about AIDS.
0: I don't know that one.
1: The knock on wood song is about like getting AIDS tested or something. Yeah. It's a little rough. Yeah. I might. (laughs) But uh, what was I going to say too? the, you know, the other thing with mindfulness is um, I think when we apply it to recovery is a way to stow away worry and a way to stow away resentment in a positive way. Because Mm -hmm. if you're not worrying about what needs to be done and you're not stressed out about what has been done mm-hmm. you can focus on what you what is happening right now in the moment you know um i don't know it's it's really multifaceted. it's a great word because there's a lot of different aspects of it you know so
0: you're saying that sometimes you can use mindfulness as a way to neglect your recovery or you're saying no
1: no no i'm saying it's important for like it's, not stow in a negative way i mean stow like it's a way to pack those things up And say, all right, well, you know, I fucking stole a car and then crashed it. And whatever horror story you have, you Mm -hmm. know, and you feel like a total piece of shit about it. And you just carry that weight with you all the time. And that I feel like is detrimental to your recovery, carrying that weight with you. But in the sense of mindfulness where you're here in the moment now and you're like, okay, that car I stole and that accident I caused or that, that misgiving I I did that is now instead of being a scar or a weight I carry, it is part of experience. You know, it's an experience I've had and now I've learned from it, mm-hmm. you know? So it's a no, tool to use. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: The next time be. that there's, there's a car running in the parking lot without a yeah. driver behind it or <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't jump in the fucker and drive it to Salem.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's yeah. just, and that, that empathy for other human beings. And I, you know, we, we we forget about it a lot too, and it's it's very easy to be mindless in the things that we do. And if you if you've ever caught yourself being on Instagram and just scrolling with your thumb faster than your eyes or your brain can even process it, maybe to the point where now you're just like, there's that one color or that one face or that one thing that you that catches your eye, but you're scrolling through hundreds of stuff mm-hmm. or. Another good example is I don't know when the last time you sat down with a bag of chips, a family sized bag of lays or ruffles. It's been a while. It's been well, a I while. mean you've you've been you've been pretty good with the chips. I parsed but- them out, man.
1: <laughs> but I ration.
0: So you would say that you were very mindful in the in the amount of chips that you, you eat in a sitting.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's almost a detriment at times because I really want to eat all the chips. But I, I see your analogy and where you're getting at with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's just this idea of you go like, oh, okay, and now I'm crunching on things that actually don't even taste that good. They're just so packed with this fake fucking flavor dust. Yeah. and. My fingers are greasy and I'm crunching on this stuff and the roof of my mouth hurts and yeah. I'm just doing, and again, and again, and it before action. I realize it, mm-hmm. I've put my hand at the end of the bag and there's nothing but grease, you know, up to my forearm and I have nothing to show for it except I feel kind of sick right. and disgusted with myself right. and had I been more mindful with that bag of chips, <laughs> I might've taken a handful out, put them in a little bowl Yes. You know, wrapped up the bag, put the little mm-hmm. clip on it, put it back in the cupboard, carried the bowl with my napkin and my country time lemonade or whatever I'm drinking, my La Croix, mm-hmm. over to the television set.
1: Uh, La Croix.
0: lacroix, <laughs> La, La Croix. And enjoyed the bowl of chips like an adult. Yeah. And said, oh, I'm done with the chips. I'm going to go rinse out my bowl and brush my teeth and it's time for bed. Right. Um, it doesn't really happen that way
1: no 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 see whereas i am very mindful of the chips i count out 10 i Mm -hmm. literally count out 10 and put them like in a bag or in a paper towel or whatever or just in my hand i guess yeah because each chip is about 10 calories a piece so i know 100 Mm -hmm. chips here and i literally make love to each one of those chips (laughs) like i put each chip in my mouth and if it's a dorito i suck all the fake cheese off of it first Mm. and yeah i like enjoy it like there have been since i have I don't know if deprive I guess is the right word for it but since I've deprived myself of some of those things like when I have them now I'm like literally in the moment like this is such a great thing that's happening. I think it's a good analogy for mindfulness as well. Here's uh like my wife, right? My wife, but my wife she's a photographer. So she needs to document everything. And my little girl had a dance recital, and this was the culmination of months and months of practicing. And she was in two different dance classes and practicing, practicing. And as a surprise, they had they got all the dads together, and they mm-hmm. made all of us dads learn a dance. So we had to learn this <laughs> fucking dance. And there's nothing worse than a bunch of other dudes trying to move their bodies correctly, especially men in their between the ages of thirty to fifty who have never really danced before. It is the strange. It's just it's it's sad but you got but some moves I guess yeah I don't know I was just as sad they put a full length mirror in front of you and shit got real but um but so my daughter did her first two dances and my wife wanted me to record it on my phone. So I sat there with the phone at chess level. I'd, I looked once just to make sure it was clear and I just tried to take in the entire thing. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the same because I wasn't immersed in watching my little girl do this thing. I had to make sure that everything was correct to document it for my wife. But when I got up on stage... And I was nervous and shaking. And I've been on stage a bunch, not dancing, you know, but doing music and stuff. But I still got up on stage and I was super nervous. And we did our little dance. And at the end, they corral all the little girls out and they all dance with you. And in that moment, it was completely mindful. I mean, my little girl comes running out of the wings with tears on her face. Like, that's amazing. This is the best moment of my life. And it like, I was so happy to be in that moment, as cliched as it sounds. And I owe that to... Being in recovery, I owe that to sobriety, mm-hmm. and I owe that to being mindful in that moment. This is happening. Like I can, I'm blinded by the stage lights. I can't see anybody. I could smell this dude's Zach's body spray. Like I remember mm. it all. You know what I mean? The scuff of our feet on the stage, and st- that little girl running out. You know, with her cheeks all wet, being like, "This is the best thing that's ever happened." I mean, she was six, so her bar is pretty low. But, <laughs> but you know, that moment was like that's mindfulness to me. I always use that as my example of being here mm-hmm. right here i'm right here i'm not over there anymore i'm right here you know Mm-hmm. yeah it's so I've, that's I've beautiful that with me. that's yeah. great yeah um
0: i didn't know that you did a group dance with other dads
1: yeah i'd show you the video but it, it, it's uh <laughs> it's such a bummer it's such a bummer <laughs> you gotta I let mean, me it cut is. it
0: up i'll put some music in the back i'll see it. what i can do for you if dude. you it it got it you wanna... it wasn't even that
1: song it was some i can't even remember the name of the song now it was like an nsync song or something but wow. i mean they were like moves i was practicing them every night like p- putting just like i did with my like as, as soon as i started recovery everything i tried to do after that i would try to do with the same mm-hmm. like intensity as as i tried to work my recovery so i was like practicing the damn thing every night you know like at least 20 minutes doing this three minute dance over and over and over again. And even then I still look like an asshole, you know, like I just <laughs> couldn't figure the fucker out, but whatever, you know, it's, it's, you're here, man. We're here. We're here it's right now. That's right r- now. Doing what it this, is. Yeah.
0: talking to you, mm-hmm. sitting here. I, it's, I think another, another good example for me is when I will, <clears throat> I like to spend my early mornings, uh, part of it, at least reading, and i think it's a great way to wake up and it's usually reading something i want to read it's not like studying or anything like that <clears throat> and you ever have those you ever have those moments where you're reading a book and you will get through a paragraph or even two pages and you realize that you have not understood a word you haven't oh, processed yeah. a word because yeah. you have you've wandered off somewhere you've thought about what you have to do later that day mm-hmm. you thought about the the two things you didn't do yesterday, you're thinking about something else and you're like, fuck, well, one, now I have to go back and reread what I've already read. Right. And I don't know, you know, you're just, you're, you, you have not immersed yourself in the story. And so for me, like that book time is really something I like to be mindful of. There's nothing else. That's why I wake up earlier than than anybody else so it's quiet the the guy's doing construction next door I get up before they show up here and I can have my coffee and really just be at peace for a few eh, you know 40 minutes or something like that or as long as I can uh depending on what else has got to go on and it's it's been so it's it's so important in recovery for me it's so important to uh when I'm thinking about something I want to do or when I'm thinking about being able to do things, um, to be mindful of the other people in my life of the, the people that I care about, the, the, the schedule, you know, that I keep with you, uh, you know, we're going to do this at a certain time. I have to be mindful of somebody else says, Hey, what are you doing on Monday night? And mm-hmm. I said, well, I have this, I have to be here at this time. I yeah. can't just, I can't just go like, Oh, it's, eight o'clock and I totally forgot, Jerry, you called me and we were going to do this and we do this every week. And I completely spaced it, man. And, and I think people often, they go like, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just that way. I just, I kind of, I kind of forget things. I'm kind of spacey. I'm kind of, I'm, you know, I'm just a flake and it's, it's really a choice you make to be mindful. Yes. Whether you're sitting down with a book, whether you have an appointment that you need to keep when people are not on time. I think that that's also them just being not being mindful of it, of other people, because right. I mean, what would you think if I, if I was always late, that I didn't care that I didn't care right. about your time mm. or your energy. And eventually you wouldn't want to show up anymore. You know, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you would just be I was like, going
1: to say, I'd, I'd probably marry you. <laughs> my wife is never on time. Bam. That's true so, though. She isn't, but hers is more budgeting time than it is in consideration. But I, sure, your, your point is very, you know, it's valid, uh,
0: yeah. you know. And so I just for me, those things that are that in recovery, when I talk about when I think about like not drinking and how I have to be mindful of it and why do I have to be mindful of it? Because it would not be. And I don't mean this in a way that I'm terrified of it, but it would not be that hard for me to fall back into my old patterns.
1: Oh, it's really easy. It would be. It would be.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? It would <laughs> have hope out there, listener. It's super easy. No, it's.
1: It's not that though. It's-
0: the important, but I'm, I'm mindful of it so that I don't have, so that it doesn't have to be easy, that it's easier every single day that it's one more day that I don't drink. So I'm, yeah. I'm extraordinarily like I wake up and I go, you know, and I'm sober today and I'm grateful for that. And what's my next step. And, right. you know, I lose, I lose my way a lot of, the, a lot of the time. And I, I, forget about things or I don't do the things I said I was going to do, or I get distracted because, you know, we live in a world where there's a lot of distractions these days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: i it's m- more difficult now to be mindful than it has been in the past.
0: And so you have to, you have to budget your time or you, you have to, you say, schedule it in. Um, you know, I think one of the things that we, we had discussed was maybe doing, uh, doing a show on meditation. Yeah. And, I think that requires a whole bunch of mindfulness and to sit and even to sit quietly and just let your mind go Mm
1: -hmm. requires
0: you to simply be in that moment. And, you know, when you go into some of these guided meditations and they got you just thinking about your breath and it's like there's nothing else there. If it's all quiet and you're just breathing. Yeah. There's nothing else to focus on. You're almost to the point where you have to be, you know.
1: Right. So it's. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I
0: I just was gonna say that in recovery, I just I'm always, I'm always very mindful of where I go and what I do, and um, you know, like today I had lunch with a friend and we just walked into a restaurant and we just sat at the bar and I don't have a problem with that, but it was just like instantly I was like, oh yeah, this is why I don't usually sit at the bar anymore, and it was just kind of like the bartenders and the people and they were they're just a little bit louder and they're a little bit sloppier and things stink a little bit more mm-hmm. <laughs> which when you're drinking you don't you, you don't smell it notice. as much yeah. you, mm-hmm. you got a mouthful of whiskey everything smells pretty good
1: right you're like oh this place totally smells like puke i forgot so you didn't forget was... you knew the whole time <laughs> you didn't forget
0: you didn't for- yeah and it's It's just in, in the, in the form of mindfulness in recovery, being self-aware and being aware of others and having empathy for those around you. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know other than knowing that, that, that alcoholism and I, I don't know if you told me this, but that idea that my alcoholism is doing pushups in the parking lot. I hear that word a lot.
1: Yeah. That's yeah.
0: Just waiting for me to have a beer on a to have a nice cold beer on a nice summer day or something like that. Right. And I have to be really mindful of that thing that exists inside me that is just waiting. And it's I've mentioned this before, that it's kind of like that movie, A Beautiful Mind, where at the end of the movie, his imaginary friends, his psychosis is kind of just over here yeah, looking at him like, hey, we're here if you want to play. And he just looks at him and he nods. And then they kind of go off and they seem kind of sad. And, and so that's kind of how I think about my alcoholism is like, hey, I'm here. And I go, yeah, I see you. And uh, mm-hmm. I've got other things to do today,
1: <laughs> right, and it'd be fuck around all y'all uh-uh. yeah, yeah,
0: so it's just a matter of staying focused on the things that are important and realizing you know why they're important to you what what would it what would you lose if you had a drink today
1: everything
0: <laughs> literally everything well, if
1: I had a drink today i Right now, it, I, mean, it, yeah. I mean, I don't think I, I don't think I would like have a shot and poof, my whole house would fall down. I mean, but I'm really good at fucking everything up when I'm drinking. So I, yeah, I'd eventually lose everything. I'd, I'm really good at fucking things up fast too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, it'd be a shit show, but. Yeah, it would be a total shit show. But yeah, I would stand and lose everything. They'd cut out. They'd all bounce. I'd be here. I wouldn't even. I don't even know, man. I'd be living in some shitbag apartment, sad as fuck. Fuck <laughs> that. Jeez. I know. Right now, we're <laughs> gonna let this podcast take a left turn. <clears throat> fuck mindfulness. But
0: so, that, but the whole thing that the whole reason is so that that doesn't happen.
1: Right. Well, it's also that if I'm going to be sober, I'm not going to be miserable and sober. So I, I practice mindfulness as best as I can in my recovery so that I don't feel like garbage about my recovery. You know what I mean? And so I don't mm-hmm. fall into those old patterns I have. Um, being aware of what's happening now helps me from feeling overtly shameful and overtly guilty and projecting because I, I tend to project a lot and I tend to try to think two or three steps ahead of time and that drives me crazy. It makes my brain feel like it's full of bees. And I can't fuck with that too much because it just makes everyone around me miserable, which in turn is that feedback loop that makes me miserable. So that mindfulness is important to me. Yeah, it's it's hard to describe how how I I act in mindfulness. I I I had to find it, and I had to find it through doing a lot of meditation. And the meditation in of itself is just accepting what's going on around me as a thing that's happening. There's an Alan Watts guided meditation. It's 15 minutes long, and it's him doing um a lecture while some crazy new age music plays. And I try to do that one like every day because what he's saying is like, while you're meditating, you're having these invasive thoughts and these things that are occurring and you try to push them away, but trying to push them away is like smoothing ripples on the ocean. You can't do it. So you just have to accept them as a thing that's happening. Just like when you're sitting in your house and a car drives by, you don't get up and yell at the car. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's a thing that's happening. So there's all these occurrences going on around us constantly for our entire lives and we need to focus on what what the task is at hand or what we're experiencing in the moment and it needs to be sincere and genuine because if you're it's just like one of those old uh fucking recovery sayings where they say one foot on yesterday and one foot on tomorrow you piss all over today you know it's like you can't be rooted in what was and what is you need to be rooted in what's going on now one day at a time bro You know what Mm I mean? You know what (laughs) I'm saying? Like it's what's happening right now. That's all I can worry about. So, you know, I, I I like to do these thought exercises where it's like, well, what would happen if I started drinking? But I fucking know. I fucking know. It would be, Mm -hmm. it would be a shit show. I would, my life would be considerably, considerably worse. And then I'd probably die in a lot of pain, which is once again, getting super dark on the podcast. No, but it's the absolute truth. Like it's the absolute truth. Yeah, I, 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 it
0: would be, I would, it would be awful. It would be awful from the beginning for me because it's like, you know, you know that we've talked about this too before that there's all the recovery and all of the, the time spent learning and understanding and just being sober and being mindful, like it ruins, it's got to ruin drinking. I never hear anybody Mm -hmm. say I went back out and, I think I've, I've figured it out this time.
1: Right. They made me president, <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, <laughs> so I remember when I first went into recovery, somebody really, really close to me told me, I went to like my first three meetings and then I was talking to this, this person on the phone and he told me, you know, now that you've gone three times and it's sticking, it's going to fuck you drinking all up. If you start drinking again and, and uh, I, I agree with him I think it would mm-hmm. because I know what I'm capable of and I can say look and go wow I, I reached that summit right there that was the peak of my life and now I'm fucking back down here again and now I've got to fight to get back up there but that being said there's no dishonor in relapsing It's just this mm-hmm. is what alcoholics do we drink so drunks do what they do it's just a matter of trying to you gotta get your ass back up there again because that's, yeah. that's where the view is nice man It's nice up there. There's birds Mm. and shit. (laughs) Yes. Down here it's all rats and turds and Yeah.
0: Rats and turds and pissing on today.
1: Yeah, and pissing all over today. I hope you're eating lunch when you listen to this (laughs) podcast, good people. It's I love too the the
0: meditation. One of the things that the way it was explained to me during a guided meditation was the thoughts are like clouds. Okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't control the clouds. They're gonna come into your brain, into your mind, and then they're gonna leave, and you kind of just have to let them be there. And yeah. so then, what I started doing was, I was like, okay, so I have these thoughts, and I was like, I, I, I think I got this. So they would start, and then I would start swirling them around my brain, like, like a, like the, like the orbit of a moon around the planet, right. And then as soon as I was ready to release them, I would shoot them off into the into outer space in my head. Like really? They would they would orbit around? Yeah, I would. So they they would start it out as clouds, and then it was like the moon around the 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 planet of my brain, uh-huh. and then I would just shoot it out into space, and I would let that thought go. And so they'd all be swirling around, and one by one, I would just let them go until <laughs> until my until my brain was clear, at least for a few minutes. It didn't yeah. last long, because that's. But I just kept I, I thought about that, and so having these that's that's a that's a little exercise i do i guess that's an exercise in mindfulness um yeah. and whether it is that you whether you have a your google calendar or you know a to do list or i mean i don't know if you use any of these things or if you
1: who me I, personally yeah i mean i have a dry erase calendar <laughs> but i i guess i use the calendar on my phone but that's more for work than personal stuff but yeah what are you going to suggest to me no,
0: I wasn't going to suggest anything.
1: I just Oh, I thought it. you were going to tell me to put it on my Google calendar. I'm like, man, I'd be meditating all the time.
0: Well, so, but that's what I do is it's, it's, there's, there's a section on my Google calendar for, oh, it says it's reading, writing and reflection. And uh-huh. that's, that's the reading. That's the writing in the journal. And that's the reflection. That's the, the meditation.
1: <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so,
0: I mean, I just find it. I just find not that I'm promoting Google by any means, but I mean, I don't think I have to, I don't think anybody does. Yeah. Um. <laughs> What's Google? I've never heard yes. of it. <laughs> but I just, you know, I write it in there so that, that every day I look at, I can look at my calendar and I go, oh, did I do that today? Did I was supposed to do that this morning. Did I not do it? Did I get sidetracked? Was I being mindful of the things that I know will keep me healthy for today? And if not, why not? And is there a, is there a problem or was I just being careless? Was I just being not mindful? So... Mm just having some, some sort of scheduling your day. And I, I, know that, you know, cause you say, well, I don't have time for that. And that's just too much. But man, when I was drinking, I had all kinds of schedules. I had yeah. all kinds of things that I was organized in my head. I didn't have any Google calendar. I had, I knew when the bars closed, I knew when things, you know, I knew when it was going to be up, oh, the bar the bar closes at two, but I can still get beer at Seven Eleven until two thirty. So if the cab ride is going to be ten minutes away and last call is at one forty, do you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, yes, dude. I am yes. fucking
0: organizing like like a general in World War Two about how I'm going to get an eighteen pack of you know Natty Ice back to the pad before two thirty in the morning oh, yeah. so I can keep it going. Yeah, until the break of dawn.
1: I had a lady's work schedule memorized for a liquor store in Seattle because she wouldn't take my Arizona ID and I got pissed off at her and she didn't want me in the liquor store. So I knew that she worked like certain days a week at certain times. So I wouldn't go. I'd go to the liquor store down by the Ballard Locks on those days. And then mm-hmm. the days I knew she wasn't working, I was like, yeah, then I'll go to that liquor store that's closer to my house. Yeah, so I was able to schedule that shit, you know.
0: <laughs> right. So it's yeah. – I think, I think that if, if we can, as alcoholics, juggle and manage all of that, that eventually, and I know that early recovery is no picnic and you should really give yourself as many breaks as possible and Absolutely. try not to schedule too much in. But enough to keep a good routine that is, is healthy and, and, and manageable. Thanks again for listening. As always, our music is by Neglect. You can find his stuff at neglectsound.bandcamp.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And get a hold of us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com.